Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Saving the Republic. Today, we're going to talk about the presidential debate between Joe Biden and President Trump, which was much calmer than the first debate. We're also going to talk about Trump's recent executive order, uh, allowing him to fire deep state bureaucrats easier. And we're also going to talk about uh, celebrities that are going against the grain of Hollywood. It's another episode of Saving the Republic. Here we go. So first up, we had another presidential debate. It was the second one, uh, much calmer than the first one. Uh, I preferred this one a lot more because we got to see more of an exchange of ideas and less just kind of interrupting one another. Um, a lot of things were said. Um, you know, for me, kind of one of the big, uh, at least one of the big things that stuck out was uh, Joe Biden's quote where he said, he's talking about healthcare. He said, this is gonna cost some money. And I was like, wow, you know, props to actually being kind of straightforward and honest this time. Um, I don't know if y'all saw that part or any other part, but, um, you know, what, what did y'all think about how the debate went? Well, you know, it's going to be expensive when a Democrat says it's going to cost some money. Yeah. yeah um, except what Biden's going to say, though, is it can somehow magically be paid for by increasing the corporate tax rate back to the way it was. That's what Biden's going to say. He's not going to say, oh, the middle class can, uh, won't have to pay an extra cent. They will. What took out with me, though, in the healthcare insurance was not that, but when Biden said, I am pro-private insurance and no one's going to lose their private insurance under me and no one lost their private insurance under Obamacare. And I was just like, are you yeah. kidding me? His, his track record on uh, being honest with healthcare is not very good. Um, or at least That was literally political's lie of the year. Honest yeah, with anything, my guy. Uh, <laughs> if you like your with being honest with anything. It politifacts says that it's the, the biggest lie of the year when Obama said, uh, those who like your insurance can, uh, keep, can keep your insurance. That lie was the lie of the year in like 2014, I want to say. Somewhere around there. Lie, like, lie of the year. And yet Biden decided to recycle that. Yeah, it was a bad look for Biden to be checking his watch like every five minutes. Uh, he did not look like he wanted to be there more so than the first debate. Um, okay, I have so many thoughts, but I do have to ask, what'd y'all think of the mute button after it's all said and done? Oh, God. Good I idea. Think, I think it was a good idea. I'm not going to lie. The way that they implemented it, it was a good idea. You know, I was... This I is what I think of the, the mute button. For those of you that y'all that don't know, I just muted Ethan. So yeah, and, they, and that, that was the most unnecessary thing you've ever done in your entire life. But uh, anyways, um, however, I thought it was going to be like Kristen Wilker could just you know hit mute whenever she felt like it. Um, you know, like Trump's talking too much, mute. But no, she had no control over it. And the only time that the mics were ever muted was during um, a the two minutes they have to answer. If it's open debate, no mics are to be muted. Um, and it was like an auto thing, you know, it was just automatically muted. And then you can tell like right now the 159 to mute. So, uh, I liked the mute button. Um, but anyways, the other big deal was, uh, well, for one, I think that Biden did not handle the family scandals well at all. Just saying that's not true. doesn't really do much for you. If Trump just goes, that's not true. You know, he gets destroyed. Um, and uh, anyway, I just don't well, think that that was a good look for him. I also loved how he was like, uh, when he was like, come on, man, you were the one that um, 
Which like, time? That, <laughs> I feel yeah. like you said that like 20 times every time. But you said come on, like, which is very yeah. disappointing for reasons. You can, uh, but, you on, can kind of tell when Joe Biden thinks he's losing because he says, come on, man, come on, things like yeah. that. But he said, but the, what he was saying though is, look, he pointed to Trump and was like, "You're the one that bribed Zelensky and all this stuff," even though he Trump was literally acquitted for that. Yeah, trying to point to Trump for all that was not a good look. Um, you know, like, oh, you're going to Hunter Biden. Well, what about your whatever? Okay, most billionaires have at least a Chinese some. Well, no, he tried to bring up the whole Zelensky non-scandal where Trump said, um, "Hey, we're going to help you out with this. We'll release these funds." Also. If you don't mind looking at this example of corruption for the previous administration, that would be great. The one that they tried to they impeached him over. The other he bad look was uh, the other bad look was when Trump said uh, one of the, one of the many things where he was like, "Well, why didn't you do it? And uh, you were in office not long ago. Why didn't you do it? Well, we had a Republican Congress. Um, the first two years of his administration, he did not have a Republican Congress. He had a Democrat Congress, and uh, the Republican Congress that he did have was extremely ineffective. Most Republicans will tell you like we were w- completely wasting our time in the Congress because uh, we would never get anything done. Um, anyway, and so I don't. The other... I think he didn't he lose this. It was at the Senator House in 2014. It was Senate 2014, House 2010. Yeah, so they had the Senate for a long time, and they didn't. You know, they, they yeah, and that's what Trump them. brought up. So look, it takes two years to pass monumental bills in Washington, roughly. Trump, uh, like Trump's first half was a tax bill. Trump's second half was the crime bill. I mean, there's a lot of other one, stuff that you could argue yeah. were monumental, though. But those I'm talking two about like were, I'm talking about monumental enough. pieces of re- uh, legislation. And the sure. point, I, the reason why I brought the first step back was because it was passed under a Democrat House. And Trump was open to working with Democrats on the infrastructure bill. It was just Pelosi decided uh, impeachment instead. And even if Biden did have a Republican Congress, okay, yeah, what Jordan's saying, Trump got this stuff passed with a Democrat Congress. You know, it's that's the job, figuring out how to work with them, figuring out how to get, you know, how to get things done. That's literally, you know, the job. And then, of course, the debate was already tipped to Trump. It was already, you know, he was winning. It was already clear. And then the oil thing. The fracking. So, are you going to cancel fracking? It's like, well, we're going to transition out of it. And I was dying when Trump was like, ooh. <laughs> and, then, and he was like, uh, Biden said he was going to transition out of it. And he's like, that's a big statement. Wow. And then Biden continued on it. And Trump was just like, ooh. <laughs> he was like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's Biden, how you lose Pennsylvania. That's how you Biden lose totally Pennsylvania. Lied. Yeah. He's totally lied on that. He's flipped back and forth. But I mean, there are numerous instances where Biden said, we're going to phase it out. We're going to complete, like, we're going to end it. You know, it's not, he, he's clearly been on record saying that. Like, and even if Biden didn't, Kamala's record. on record. Kamala's yeah, still she talks absolutely about it. Is. And, um, and then, so then, you know, before we show the clip that we're about to talk about, it then happened where uh, Biden talks about, you know, healthcare and all these things. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm slowly losing my train of thought because I was thinking about Nate muting me a second ago. Uh, anyway, um, here's Skylar, take it while I reconvene my mental state. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's the, the whole thing about like fracking is, is ridiculous. I mean, when I'm in West Texas here, um, you know, I don't think Biden was ever going to get anybody's vote. But uh, if they were thinking about voting for him, they're definitely not right now because 
like that is literally people's livelihood and that's only i mean it's a big part of texas but it's only you know part of it and some states a huge a huge majority um or maybe not a majority but at least a huge part uh is because of uh fossil fuels and so right well and the beauty of fracking is that like i can go fill up my car with gas for what 20 bucks right now so i just remembered the part where biden was talking about how uh you know i'm here because i was different than the other nominees and i won okay if elizabeth warren had dropped out about two days early you would have been very close to not winning uh there's that there's that, but that's not even what I want to focus on. The thing where he said, I'm different. That's why I'm here. Your VP candidate. He just built like, different. He, he had a feud with Kamala in every single debate, and now she's his VP candidate. So you can't argue, you know, the benefit of how you're so different when you have one of the people that, you know, you're saying you're different from on your ticket. Uh, not to mention better work on the arms, uh, on all the second amendment. I mean, stuff. are they really all different? The that are I'm, as far as I'm concerned, they're all you know largely the same. Just the different. I mean, he, I mean, I, I agree character. with you, but I agree with you. But from the argument he's trying to make, it doesn't work because if he's so different, why did he pick one of those different people to work on his, uh, especially as a VP? Um, anyway, so the oil all thing. All I know uh, Biden is that was like, frack- yeah. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. All I know is of that fracking comment. Biden probably lost Pennsylvania just now. Considering how most people vote on election day and granted, even the people voted early, there was um, a surge on Google analytics saying, can I change my vote? Yeah. So who knows? I don't yeah. like, I don't know what the early voting laws at the mail-in voting laws are in Pennsylvania. Like if you can like go in and override it, but it's considering how most people vote early uh, vote on election day, <laughs> especially swings. We can easily see Pennsylvania go to um, Pennsylvania go to Trump. I think Pennsylvania is already going to go to Trump, and if it doesn't, uh, that'd be very idiotic of Pennsylvania. Uh, I hate to say that, but I mean it just would. But then Biden said, "Okay, roll the clip where put the clip on your website where I said, you know, I'm whatever," and uh, Trump's like, "Fine, we'll put the clip on." And so, of course, us saving the republic with our exclusive access to Google have the clip right here I never said I oppose fracking you said it on I, tape I did show the tape put it on your website I'll put it on put it would on. there be any yeah. place for <laughs> fossil fuels including coal yeah, and fracking and in a Biden administration no we would, we would we would work it out we would make sure it's eliminated what about say stopping fracking and stopping yeah. pipeline and yeah. infrastructure new and, pipeline. And, and, exactly. and no new fracking you got to transition away from it Look, you're going to ban fracking all across America right now, right? I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to too. I'd love to make sure we don't can use any oil or gas, period. So look at my eyes. I guarantee you. <laughs> it's on doctor. We're going to get fossil fuel. We're not going to get fossil fuel. Guarantee you. Wow, yet another promise kept by President Donald J. Trump. <laughs> promises made, promises kept. What a great politician uh, Biden is, just talking out of both sides of his mouth blatantly. Well, to be fair to Biden, he probably just forgot it. Forgot he said it. True. Yeah, his handlers. At any given, yeah, at any given moment, you know, his handlers are going to tell him, you know, hey, we got to be careful about the fracking here. You know, we're in a swing state. You know, these guys, they need their jobs. And then he goes to, you know, California or somewhere and, yeah, we're going to get rid of it. Um, what do you think? 
the Biden campaign team thought when he started just, oh, I never said that. Do you think there were like interns <laughs> Googling see, immediately or did what? You see, did you see the Daily Wire meme? the Jordan Peele sweating meme. That's what it was. Did y'all see the Daily Wire meme of uh, Jason Bourne where he's like getting in the basement? Did y'all see that? Hey, I'll, no. I'll look for it while y'all argue. No, so uh, can I share like my new prediction map? All Please right, do. so Go this ahead. is my new prediction map. As you can see, I made sure to keep it at my score because I seriously think that 2020 is going to have us tie the Electoral College. I just feel like that's a very 2020 thing to happen. Difference between this and my last map is Minnesota and Wisconsin are now blue instead of red, but now Pennsylvania is red. And the mm. reason why I'm saying this is this uh, – Switching to Minnesota and Wisconsin reflects uh, more of the polls. But I mean, a 269-269 a um, electoral turnout or electoral, uh, you know, that uh, that, would, that would really be fitting and be perfect for 2020. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Wow. That's a very, this is a very 2020 uh, electoral college count. And it comes from just simply – Biden winning all the states he's supposed to win, minus. Um, but what's but what's your reasoning for Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, and maybe even Arizona being blue? Reflects the polls. Arizona. Okay, so I'm going to reset the map. Okay, real quick. if it was reflecting the polls, okay, that's so problematic. So yeah, this is like. So I don't think Iowa's going to flip. I don't think Ohio. Ohio is basically a. Okay, I don't know what they were smoking when they did this one. Um, I'm just going to make all the colors the same, just because it looks prettier. He's going to win Georgia. He's going to win Florida, going to win North Carolina, going to win that second district. Now, Arizona, the reason why I say that is blue, it, oh, let me uh, deepen that one real quick. The reason why I said that Arizona is going to go blue is because the Martha McSally and uh, the Martha McSally race is going to bleed into, um, is going to bleed into the race and that's going to turn um, just think, badly for Trump. just think, Barry Goldwater used to represent Arizona. Um, so sad to see how, how they've fallen. Mm -hmm. So, but they also isn't that, isn't that where McCain. isn't that where McCain is from? Yeah, oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more recent. Yeah, so they, so they fell a long time. It was ago. Jeff Flake and John McCain. Those were the people that represented uh, Arizona whenever Trump first came to office. I am not surprised that Martha McSally is almost at a ten point disadvantage against. Um, uh, yeah, I mean against. Just, uh, Mark Kelly. I don't know. So now, I'll be honest, I don't know much about Arizona politics, but why would okay? So why would you? So why would you appoint the person that lost the Senate race to be the other senator? Like that to me, that just seems like a bad idea. Like people aren't. Gonna, well, it's because it was very close. It was very close. Yeah, but it's like okay, you lost, but we're still gonna let you be a senator. Um, to it's me, like I think it's so the reason why the reason why it was because um, it was a very close race, very contentious race, and the idea behind it was to try to unify Arizona and Arizonians. Because um, Martha McSally and Kristen Sinema were in a very, very, very close race. It was also very yeah. I know it was extremely close, but you know, if I was if I if I voted against somebody and we beat that person, I'd be so happy. And then to turn around and see that. Oh well, they get to still be a senator, anyways. Dude, I'm gonna be fired up to vote against that person a second time. Um, you know, that's just me personally. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Minnesota, Wisconsin—that is so. Everyone, so Minnesota is like what's like how my my dark horse uh, prediction. It was um, I still see Minnesota possibly going uh, red just because the political machines. And, uh, uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin is. 
I, if I recall correctly, Wisconsin elected a blue statewide in 2018. I want to say they got rid of um, they got rid of their governor. Yeah, I'll be surprised. Um, yeah, who, like, who, is, who is Wisconsin's governor? Scott Walker. They got rid of Scott Walker in 2018. Yeah, so I'd be that makes me they vote for Trump. I'll be honest. Yeah, and then Michigan. So that's why um, Michigan. The reason why Mr. Trump lost black vote. Biden does really well with um, the black vote. So I saw vote some. And- I saw some poll. Um, you know, don't quote on me. I probably shouldn't be mentioning it because I don't know. I forgot the source uh, where I saw it. But apparently, after the debate, um, uh, black support for Trump went up like forty percent. Um, probably with Ice Cube and Fifty Cent getting in there too. But uh, well, it's out. I'm seeing forty percent of what he had up now. And up and up and up. Yeah, forty yeah, percent right, right, of what right. he had then. Something that right. just interested me a lot. So, I was. Uh, but the oil thing, that I think that killed Biden's plan, uh, chances in Pennsylvania. Something that interested me a lot is I saw a couple maps that predicted so New York one. going red. So that could win. Several with some or accuracy. New York so going was, red? Yeah, that's what I saw. And several of them had some historical accuracy. So I was like, that'd be kind of cool. But the only reason cool is California. Happen, would be cool is California going red, but one can dream. Well, yeah, the only reason that New York could go red would be if we find out the reason why New York has been blue for so long is because of all uh, these nursery home people that Governor Cuomo killed during COVID. I feel like that would be the only reason why um, New York would go red or people being really mad at Cuomo for um, his handling of coronavirus. But as the poll suggests with Andrew Cuomo's approval ratings, that's not the case. Well, I'm yeah, certainly that's, that's my I'm thought on it. It's a wishful dream, but I don't know if it's actually well, going to happen or not. Right, so I would never expect New York to vote red. Or I shouldn't say never, but I wouldn't expect them this cycle to vote red. But nothing is permanent, and so it's it would be interesting to see how much ground Trump could potentially gain. Um, I, I don't know if he will. New York would but... turn red if, like, Sanders was the nominee. That would be my opinion. That would be my dark horse kind of prediction. It would be New York going I, red under a... Well, that would be my dark well, horse prediction. I wouldn't expect it. Well, the reason why... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So the reason why is because New York's New York State for years have operated on political machines. That entire northeastern seaboard um, relies on political machines. Those political machines are very much backed by Wall Street. A socialist candidate is not going to be very liked by Wall Street. They're going to do whatever they can to, to make sure that whatever voter suppression, voodoo, maybe dead people will stop voting in New York to get a Republican uh, to win that state. That's what's going to happen if they nominate a socialist candidate. That's my dark horse prediction. I mean, Wall Street's doing some interesting things with the Biden campaign, though. I mean, we'll see what that ends up doing. Oh, the day after the debate was Trump's largest campaign fundraising day of the history of the Trump campaign. (laughs) Which is saying something, because Trump has constantly outraised Biden. But the reason why Wall Street, though, supports a more Biden presidency, uh, more Biden-like policies, is because Wall Street and these big firms still prefer a little bit of regulation. They prefer that, they prefer a little bit of regulation, yeah. but not too much because that little bit of regulation kills their competition and allows them to get um, all that business from the competition that they killed. Right, right. However, they don't like a socialist because yeah, a socialist is going to break them apart and that's the key difference. They like cronyism and that's the kind of capitalism that the, Demo- that the Clintonites and the Biden, the more moderate wing of the Democrats, uphold but the socialist side Wall Street's going to do whatever they can to keep them out 
yeah, some real horseshoe awesome. theory there. Um, good uh, good analysis. Know, the people that Wall Street oppose are both the socialists and the like true um, limited government conservatives that want to mm -hmm. get rid of all the regulations. So I finally yeah. found that Jason Bourne meme I was telling y'all about. Here it is. Let me share audio. So it says, uh, Joe, how'd I do guys? And then the Biden campaign, you know, from Jason Bourne. Anyway, so yeah, mm -hmm. I, that was the audio did it. I hadn't, Never I hadn't it. shown y'all that. Anyway, but he was just yeah, like, getting well, the you know, but it was perfectly accurate. I mean, he, it's, I, I'm sure that's what it, what, what happened. Uh, I think he's done a couple of little events since then. Although Trump's had about what, five rallies uh, since then, uh, five rallies. And then right now they're doing some kind of Halloween event. So uh, stamina wise, uh, definitely tipping in one direction, but yeah. Yeah, you know, back, back to the debate. Um, I, I thought Trump did really well, um, honestly. You know, I think that format is probably a little more uncomfortable for him, but you know, at least uh, to me, it really plays well because I'm interested. I think he has better ideas. And so for me, I like hearing him talk about the ideas and uh, you know, I thought the, how he closed it up and his uh, in his closing statements, he talked. He said, "Success is going to bring us together." And I was, I'm not usually a soundbite guy, you know, but listening to that, I was like, you know, that's that's it's great. Like it's true because the economy is going to be so much better um, if he wins. You know, think just a lot of things are going to be better off if if he wins, and it's going to bring people together. And uh, you know, I think people kind of get a little like disoriented. Um, they let the media like kind of confuse them. Um, and you know, they, they can like, they forget like how well things are going because at the start of this year, a lot of people on the left probably wouldn't have, uh, you know, they probably wouldn't have admitted that things were going well, but then whenever, you know, March came around, uh, I think they're probably, um, you know, maybe grateful for how things were. And so we're kind of like getting back to that point. But, uh, but I really just like that quote by him. So um, if anybody else has any uh, thoughts about the debate, um, you know, go ahead. But uh, yeah, I thought it was, it was a really good, uh, really good debate for Trump. Awesome. Well, moving on to our next topic. Um, some interesting things are happening with celebrities and the Trump campaign that you would have never predicted. All right, so we've got uh, some situations developing on the West Coast. Um, well, who knows if they're actually over there, but so let's, where do we start? We've got uh, Chris Pratt getting destroyed for, you know, not wanting to support Biden because of his Christian beliefs, which, uh, you know, we can get into that later. But, um, and then 50 Cent said that, uh, you know, in New York, I think it is, um, there's a 62% uh, uh, tax uh, for him. It would be a 62%. It actually varies like, in New York because there's, I believe there's an income tax just for New York city separately. For, for him, for him, the tax, the top tax rate in New York city is 62%. And that's where he's at. Mm -hmm. so he said, yeah, yeah, the I city wanna, has. I don't want to be, he said, yeah, I don't want to be 20 cent. Uh, 62% is a very, very bad idea. New York city like has a bunch of additional taxes that New York state doesn't have. Definitely, yeah, and um, and then he had said something about he's like I don't care if he's a racist. He's like I'm not paying 62 percent in taxes. Um, so there was okay, that. that. Yeah, that was have, hilarious. The 20 cent thing. Right, right, and then you have Ice Cube coming in all of it, just full on MAGA hat wearing, uh, Trump supporter. Um, so we've got these three 
things happening. And then you've got Matthew McConaughey getting all intellectual on us. And then we've got Kanye West telling Joe Rogan about his, uh, how the Lord has called him to be the leader of the free world out of service. Um, so we've got all these things going on. But I'm telling you what, I think they are in the slightest smidge affecting the polls. Because it's no coincidence when you get uh, 50 Cent, Ice Cube, Chris Pratt, and Matthew McConaughey to agree on something. All four of them. Um, anyway, so what are y'all's thoughts on pop culture today? That was a really cringe moment, but we're just going to embrace it. I don't know if that's going to um, affect things too much because young people tend to vote early. It's uh, young people vote early because that's what all their friends tell them to do. They vote early because, oh. Well, early, um, early voting's up 400% this year compared to 2016. That's a lot of young people are trying to vote. Like they, like they really pushed young people. It's, it's something like 40 million that have already voted. I believe I read online that as far as polling goes, they were pulling like 28% Democrats early voting and a bunch of Republicans were voting early as compared to voting by mail. I believe it was 40. But I know, I know a lot of people that voting by mail, like they wanted to, but it's just not working. Like my grandparents wanted to vote uh, by mail and they never got the information in the mail that they needed. Uh, Nate, you also never got yours, right? Nope. Never got it. But I went in person, so that ballot's canceled out. I made sure to uh, find out. It's been over a month. Uh, Yeah, so so they talk about, like, just vote by mail, you know, whatever. Uh, Well, okay, it's not working, (laughs) at least in Texas. Well, that could work in our advantage, um, considering how Democrats tend to to be more scared of Kung Flu and will uh, therefore vote by mail. It's easier for dead people to vote by mail, I'm told. You're told? Who are you told by? The dead people. Oh, okay. I see dead people. <laughs> oh my god, this is so weird. Anyway, well, Fifty Cent said he didn't want to be. Happy Halloween, and everyone. And then he got all kinds of culture all over him. And then you've got Alyssa Milano. You know, talk if if you, she thinks that Joe Rogan is like a transphobe, gay, hating, you know, whatever guy, and he's like super liberal. I mean, I mean, anyway. So I mean, I just think that logic is being lost unless you're Fifty Cent. Ice Cube, Chris Pratt, or Matthew McConaughey. Although some of these dudes are crazy. I'm not gonna lie to you. Matthew McConaughey was explaining to, uh, again, Joe Rogan, he keeps coming up, um, about his daily routine and how whether it was a good day or a bad day, he writes down in a diary he's had for like 39 years, what what happened in that day, what was good and what was bad, et cetera, et cetera. And man, that was I think interesting. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey is a really, uh... He's a very interesting character. Um, you know, I like that these these celebrities are starting to kind of break away from what's typical, like kind of what's typically the norm in Hollywood. And you know, whenever you have a platform, when you have a platform like Joe Rogan's podcast, you know, it's really cool um, because you hear things um, that you wouldn't typically hear on like cable news, you know, or cable cable daytime television or you know anything like that or the talks even the talk show hosts it's you know less it's less censored although the spotify employees want to censor them uh you get to hear like kind of different ideas and so i think it's cool that you have people like you know kanye west and matthew mcconaughey going on the shows and uh, as far as the uh the ice cube and the 50 cent stuff you know, I, I it's it's i'm not i honestly can't really explain like why 
they're uh, kind of breaking away except for people like money and you know 50 cent makes total sense that he doesn't no pun intended but it makes total sense that uh, he would want to keep his money i mean like millionaires millionaires well, that's a good point. Uh, you, know, about money you mean to tell me that like tom cruise would prefer to live in california than say texas or tennessee or anything like that he's worth like 500 million dollars or jay-z and beyonce they're about a billion after paying their taxes, uh, 500 million. They're definitely I mean, starting to- Imagine starting paying, imagine paying 60% income tax in like California compared to like 30 in Texas. And what's even more ironic is, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I well, ironic, but interesting, but in the, the stuff that Nancy Pelosi- Joe Rogan moved to Texas, you're starting to see- Yeah, you're starting to see the exodus out of there and then people are moving to uh, just out of California. They don't care where, just as long as it's not New York, Oregon, or Washington. Um, But when you, I mean, when you're making this much money, why would you stay in California? And part of Nancy Pelosi's stimulus deal was tax cuts for the top brackets in California and New York uh, because they know they're going to leave because uh, I thought it was just New York City, but it's also California. Um, where 50% of their income comes from the top 1%. And so that's not a good model when the 1% wants to dip. Yeah, I mean, especially when you see mass exodus, like you're seeing a bunch of these young YouTubers that moved to Los Angeles because they wanted that community of other YouTube celebrities. Okay, boomer. You see them moving to places like Las Vegas where they're, you know, an hour away from LA, an hour and a half away from LA, but they save thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in income taxes. Yeah, I mean, it, the amount of money that you save, you know, the part of the, the ambition for Hollywood, the ambition to go over there is the money. People talk about like, well, it's fulfilling to be in an acting career. No, you're, no, it's not. No, you want to go and you want to make money. You know, a lot of people don't star in the movies because they only pay X amount. Okay, well, unless they're getting massive tax cuts, they're idiotic for staying in California. Um, some people, now, of course, I, would force I'll them say, to I stay think in they, California. But, you know, I think they probably, a lot of people probably do go there wanting to just do something they like. And I think they probably get a lot of fulfillment out of, you know, their acting careers and everything like that. But, you know, after you've made a few million, it kind of, surely it has to be kind of addicting to just want to continue. Not to mention they proposed doing like wealth tax and things like that, where they tax you not on what they've already taxed your income on, but off of wealth you've built from that income. They talk about things like that. They talk about imposing uh, legislation where you'd still owe California income tax after you leave California. Up up to 10 years from after you've left the state. That's also in New York. Yeah, which is like, why would I pay a state I left? I left because of the taxes. Why would I pay them still? Look, that- people like their money. That's why. That's why you see, um, you know, like, which what Fast and Furious movie are we on? Like, are we at eight at this point? Um, We're at people, nine. Yeah, nine people want their money. So, well, the <laughs> other thing, really to, the other thing to consider are, the, are all of the Marvel movies. The other thing to consider when they talk about at least this the Marvel movies is the fact that those uh, people that are arguing for this, like. 10 years you still owe california for sanctuary cities they argue these people didn't have a choice in where they lived for a lot of the people that grew up in california and are having to move because of taxes they didn't have a choice they they didn't choose to live in california they were born there now they're having to leave because they want 50 plus percent of your income tax 
Well, now we've had our, our weekly dog on California session, and we've looked into a little bit People. of celebrities and People what's agree. going on with them. Um, anybody have any final points on that? Any, any other celebrities doing anything crazy that y'all want to know about? No? Okay, well, another... California, Oh, uh, I know no, you're. I'm not. If it if it goes conservative, I would consider it. But like, we're talking about like 20 years from now. After, like, if it goes conservative tomorrow, it'd be 20 years before I move there. But I think I always say that like, no matter what stage I am in my life, I think I would always have property in Texas or at least some sort of route to Texas. Even if you would I, owe them 20 percent uh, income tax for the next now, if Texas if Texas flipped to, to California type of legislation then uh we'd have to see what happens it'd be a small piece of property then uh i don't know that's another conversation to have but in other news uh once again trump is trying to get rid of the bureaucrats and jordan is going to tell us all about it promises made promises kept that has been the motto of trump's re-election campaign and it seems that another promise is at least fixing to be kept and that is to drain the swamp so President Trump recently signed an executive order that makes it a lot easier to fire deep state bureaucrats, these faceless uh, unelected officials who write millions of regulations that make, according to Neil Gorsuch, the average citizen actually a felon. President Trump has gone in to make firing these officials much easier, these quote-unquote men in duck suits that Vladimir, that President Putin in, of Russia uh, just used to describe the real American system. So uh, what do y'all think? Because leftist media has been freaking out about this. Well, if it's half as good as that they make it sound, I'm probably in total support of it. I mean, has anyone ever complained about having to jump through less hoops, fill out less paperwork, make their lives easier? You know, has anyone ever complained about doing that? This is less hoops to fire people though. That's why they're freaking out. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. people I mean, that I'm create those leg- it. it's those people that create those regulations that make everyone else's lives hard, but they are currently going unregulated because it's so difficult to fire them. Mm-hmm. But no, like um, I feel like this is like a, this is probably gonna one my one of my favorite President Trump executive orders because all it does is it makes the executive department, executive branch look more like a business this is what president trump was elected to do to make washington run like a business and you know what in business you screw up you're fired you step out of line your boss your boss doesn't like you you're gone you're fired but that's not how it works that's not how it works in the executive branch of the past well that's i think this is another thing where the whole whole idea of political correctness and and you know trump is so you know he doesn't understand how Washington works, whatever. It's partly because of this type of legislation where bureaucrats get treated differently than the average Joe. You know, you can argue the reasoning for the in and outs of the cabinet of Trump constantly, but it's because if you don't, if you do something that he doesn't like, he's going to fire you because that's what it's like in the real world. You, you know, he is your boss. And if you don't do what, you know, you're supposed to be doing, you're going to get fired. And so a lot of people com- complain about, well, Trump didn't turn that way. Well, okay. Washington shouldn't be the exception. Washington shouldn't be the place where you get to just like have no consequences, just like a slap on the wrist if you do anything wrong. And that's what so many people are used to. And I think that's where it gets dangerous when people start talking about, well, he's just not presidential. You know, that's where it gets really problematic because what do you mean by presidential? You know, do you mean he 
follows his word where he said he was going to drain the swamp? Or do you mean, you know, it, it, you can fall into so many different types of things. I mean, do these people happens. think that Joe Biden is presidential? Do, is it presidential to use your family name to get FaceTime with uh, your dad yeah, exactly. and other, other yeah. world leaders for millions and millions of dollars? Is, is that presidential? Exactly. Yeah, there are a lot of characteristics that go along uh, with being presidential that are not things you'd want in a president. Um, so I'm kind of glad that Trump sort of ripped the scab off of all of that. And, uh, you know, he says things that are uncomfortable and he says things that I totally disagree with a lot of times. But uh, on the other hand, he is kind of unabashed that um, you're just kind of dismantling uh, a lot of the sort of business as usual that goes on in D.C. And so I'm really glad for that. Um, not glad for like everything that he says, but I think. He does, he does some really good things uh, that most people running for president would never do. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I remember uh, Neil, I mean, Justice Neil Gorsuch came to UT to speak. He talked about the story where he had his law clerks, um, or his usual clerks, uh, count up all the laws. And uh, they came back to him and they were like, so Gorsuch like, all right, how many statutes are there? They're like around A300. Then the, he asked, all right, now what about regulations? They said, we don't know. And there, he was like, what do you mean you don't know? Do they count? They said, well, they used to. They stopped in 1986. And then Gorsuch asked, well, how much was it in 1986? And it was around 8 million. And that was back in the 80s. That was before the massive administrative state boom that happened under the Bush, uh, W and Obama administrations. So you I can happen imagine. to be in one of the current very few career paths that has very low regulation. And even then you hear people talking about changing that. That's the tech field. But uh, mm -hmm. you keep hearing about more and more legislation that people want to put on us to make us follow regulations and things like that. But uh, we've avoided it so far because most of the time you can tell if someone knows what they're doing. Yeah, but it's not the legislation, though. It's just all these unelected officials that just keep writing up more and more regulations that the average news media is never going to report on. Like I so, said earlier, you know, they're, they're living in a world with a lack of consequences. And so Trump comes in there and, you know, starts giving them consequences. And now everybody's throwing a hissy fit because they're not used to there being consequences. All I have to say is promises made, promises kept, and I'm love to see it yeah you know earlier i was gonna say um i'm typically opposed to executive orders but this one seems like a pretty good one so i'm fine with it honestly uh there was the one where he said that for every uh new regulation that we have we get rid of two of them you know i was a huge fan of that one so uh yeah whenever there's a really good one that comes along i'm down with it Exactly. As I said, like the promises were made and now he's keeping those promises and it's, he's starting to drain the swamp and we're here to see it. This has been Saving the Republic. Thank you for sticking with us for six months. As we said last week, if you haven't seen our Patreon, please go do it and become a Patreon. We would greatly appreciate it. We might even send you a thank you note. Have a great week.